Welcome back to the Waggle With podcast, everybody. Hey, Full strength. Full strength. We got all of us here, nope. including baby Cecilia, on the table, in the house, potting with all no, of us. In the high chair. No penalty kill tonight. We're on the power play, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cecilia, up one. How you doing, Cecilia? You want to say hi? Okay, yeah. Okay. All right, there, there it is. There is a right. matter of time well, before she starts becoming a major chatterbox. <clears throat> That's right. Well, she already kind of is. Yeah. How was your weekend, Scotty? Weekend was good. Weekend was spent with uh, some friends from out of town. Um, eventful. Uh, just hanging out. I like it. I like it. Cecilia had a good weekend. <laughs> I wasn't, you know, you guys, like you guys looking at, you know, nice high price real estate at the beach cities. Uh, stop yeah, it. I wish. Yeah. Nope. Definitely Closing not. Closing in. Trying, to, trying to find the biggest piece of crap we can find. <laughs> fix it up and... Probably lose a lot of money. Move anyways, over, move over, Colin Cowherd. Manhattan Beach. Here comes the Grigleys to oh town. Oh my God! If if we could only afford a place in Manhattan Beach, It'd be great. So if Colin wants a neighbor or wants <laughs> to sell his house to us for very for pennies for on the dollar, a then that's be, that'd be great. Home? That'd be great. Uh, but a good weekend in golf. Yes. WGC down in Mexico City. Yes, yes indeed. Uh, exciting. Exciting when the golf scene goes down to Mexico. Um, I don't love the spot of this tournament on the schedule. I wish they'd okay. move it, but we can talk about that later. Patrick Reed, the big winner. A uh, lot of controversy. <laughs> a lot of Twitter speculation. Yes, indeed. Uh, you know, you could. Be, Twitter's just almost a, a must watch, you, if um, you will. Why don't you inform the audience what the Twitter speculation was all about for people well just everybody Twitter. calling him a cheater saying he doesn't deserve to well, win Patrick and, Reed a cheater no you know blah 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 like you know I, which I kind of get I'm curious of your opinion on it because I mean look I'm I'm no big Patrick Reed fan no we've, we've made been, that clear we've been we've been critical of him on the podcast I've I, defended him to be fair to the yeah, audience well except for the last time with the Bahamas thing I, th- I, I it's hard to defend correct um but I th- and I think that was really kind of the straw that that's broken the camel's back with pe- with most golf fans and Patrick Reed and golf analysts and Patrick Reed, you know, he broke some of the sacredity of golf in terms of the rules and governing yourself. And um, if he's not going to do that, how does he have the trust of all the other guys on tour and everything else? Um, so look, it happened. I don't know what Patrick Reed can do about it now. I don't think there's anything he can say about it now. I think he's just owning his persona, which is, I'm gonna block everything out, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna come at this the only way I know how, and just go out and play good golf, and I'll let, you know, my team and you know my wife and my agent and manager handle all the other BS, and I'm gonna come out and just try to win golf tournaments. And for whatever reason, it seems like that works for him. He's able to block all the noise out, and in some ways, you gotta respect that. I know I do. Uh, I respect the guy as a golfer, uh, hell of a golfer, hell of a golf tournament this time. Again, I'd probably be one of the guys critical of him on tour if I was on tour, tour partner with him as well. But he got the job done, and at some point you got to move on, right? And so uh, we do this week, and he he wins a WGC in Mexico. A lot of points for that. Um, good playing. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, an, an unbelievable day uh, of golf on Sunday. He fired a 67. 
to to win by one after he bogeyed 18. Um, but the whole reason this is a bigger news story than him just winning is the fact that what happened in the Bahamas hasn't died. And it was highlighted earlier in the week when Brooks Kepka came out and said, I don't know what he was doing, if he was building sandcastles in the bunker. <laughs> yeah, it's not going away. It's not um, it's Peter Costas going. went on a podcast and basically called him a cheater. And to be fair, Pat, Patrick Reed hasn't really ever came out and said, sorry, acknowledged it, just has wanted to kind of talk around it and say, I've moved on. Um, and then the most strange behavior is he started blocking people on Twitter after the win. Um, he sent, even he sent Brandel Chambly a cease and desist letter. Yeah, his lawyer and, did. And then say. even blocked former PG, other PGA Tour players such as Eddie Pepperall. He blocked him on Twitter. All right, so hold on. Let's yeah. just, on that point, yeah. do you think he's actually blocking him on Twitter or do you think someone's blocking for him? My money's on... Does it, ma- does it matter? I, I think so because I... Why it matters is because my point is Here's he doesn't give a crap about any of this. He's just going out and playing golf. The person managing his social media is his wife, and his wife is doing it. I don't. Okay. I, I truly don't okay. think when he walks in the door, he gives a crap about social media or who he's blocking or. I have to disagree. Blo- the reason is. being is because you talk. There are so many high-profile athletes who do blocking as well, and you. No, you I, there, might there's say a ton that, of them, but I don't think he's one of them. I don't know. I think I mean, that Aaron Rodgers famously blo- brought blocks many people. So many people. And and there's so many other. Oh, look at Baker Mayfield. Like, and he no, keeps th- divs on those people who We're not comparing talk. Patrick Reed so, to other I, so again, major athletes. Again, I think, I think we're getting a little away from the story here. The story is Patrick Reed is a controversial person in golf. But for whatever reason, as you highlighted, Steve, he's almost fueled by it. Feels yeah. like it feels yeah, like the bigger sure. the stakes and the more things are on. I mean, look what he did at the President's Cup after his caddy uh, Ka- Ka- Kessler went out and and hit somebody, his right? Brother? And and had the controversy. Went out and un- played unbelievable on Sunday in a singles match. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I think it highlights of who he is. Twenty nine years old. That's eight. PGA Tour wins now, two FedEx Cup playoff wins, two WGCs, and obviously his biggest win, the 2018 uh, Masters. So he's building an unbelievable resume. He doesn't golfer. He doesn't do anything unbelievably great. He's just a solid golfer. And again, I said this right after the controversy at the Ryder Cup: is you better get used to him because he's going to be here for a long, long time. He's a competitor. Here's here's the thing that I think also Patrick Reed is um, like taking everything in on um or honing everything in on uh, he's being the villain everybody every sport every yep. every competition needs a villain and patrick reed is the villain of golf and people are gonna love him for that and people are gonna hate him and i think that actually might be a great marketing ploy for the the day game of golf 100 percent i think Cecilia and let's, agrees. let's go back to his college at augusta state where he was an unbelievable college player and but how many of those players came out and said bad and negative things about him, how bad of a teammate that he was and that he didn't want to play with, no one wanted to play with him. But he went up there and was, I believe, then led Augusta State to a uh, national championship this year. So, I mean, look, you could, you could, we could dive into this. We've done it a bunch on this podcast. And when you, die, when you look at the family history, which is you don't want to make judgments, but it's actually it's pretty weird. Um, family still reaches out to him and supports him, tries to show up at golf events, and they're not allowed to. He kicks him out, or his wife does. Um, so the whole thing, like, 
the whole thing is just a very odd, odd kind of thing. And so, so he's when an you look ball. at his history, but to Emily's point, he's polarizing, right? So yes. I, I, in a way, it's good for the game because whether you love him or hate him, when he's in the mix, there's going to be a lot of Twitter chatter. There's going to be a lot of social media engagement. People are going to have their opinions. It's going to get all the golf analysts, the Brandles and the Casas of the world fired up. Yep. And we're talking about it. We're talking about it on this podcast. They're talking about it across So golf, basically we're getting golf we're shows get, we're all, getting all over golf channel and on um, you know, on golf podcasts around yep. the nation. So we're doing exactly what Patrick Reed wants us to do. I know, I don't think he gives I, a I don't think he Doesn't cares. Care. I agree. I don't like, think he cares. I, I just I, think he's he is who he is and, and he's not gonna change one bit for anybody. No. I, to, I don't to, think to he your cares point, to change. To that point, does it make him more popular? Does it make him more relevant? Does it make him the topic of golf discussions? Yes. Absolutely. Do I think Patrick Reed cares? Does No. Do I think his agent? Do I think his manager? Do I think people that work for him? Yes. Right. They probably care, but I, but I think his mantra is, is it, to me, is very clearly, I'm going to come home. Uh, and he said it in his interview uh, after the sure. thing. He's like, I don't really. He's like, because again, people are asking about this in the interviews after he's won. And essentially, he just said, Look, I don't worry about any of that stuff. I come home, I deal with my kids a bit, I, I get up the next morning, um, I practice, I come home, I play with my kids, I, I have family time, and then uh, I play golf. And that's all I'm concentrating on. Everybody else can handle the rest of it. And I honestly think he stick. I honestly think he sticks to that. I don't think okay. he cares what's being said. I don't think he. Ca- I don't think he manages Twitter. I don't think he's blocking anybody. Okay. Um. I think someone else is doing that. Uh, and I, so, this, again, my question uh, to me that doesn't matter whether it's he's operating and whether for the well, name the mantra of Patrick Reed Twitter went out of his way to block fellow PGA Tour players. That's that I, seems excessive to me. It seems excessive, but you also said it doesn't matter. So doesn't does doesn't. No, it, it doesn't. But I think if it, it matters in that, like, if in the inner circle in the locker room, and someone comes in and is like, "Patrick, what the fuck? You blocked me on Twitter." He's like, "Dude, my wife does that shit. I don't know. You know what I mean?" That's that's what I think. Okay, that's fair. Um. So, anyways, so that's Patrick Reed. Uh, but it was entertaining. He'll continue to be entertaining. To your point, Scott, he's going to stick around. He'll be around. He'll be in the mix for Ryder Cup, absolutely. Yep. And uh, it'll it'll just be a continued topic of conversation all golf year, love it or hate it. Uh, all right, moving on. Well, uh, I mean, you get, you're getting a whole bunch of pissed people, and, well, that kind of segs into a bunch of miffed people, per se, about dun-dun-dun, the PGL. The PGL, yeah, the Premier uh, just, Golf League. Just interrupt my. She own just crushed throw. your throw. Yeah, and interrupt it. my own throw. Um, well, I'm glad that you shut your mouth for once. Oh, I, yeah. So, so I don't think that, gonna, I don't think that needs to happen. But so I'm okay. gonna it's a shot before there's any domestic, unnecessary. I'm sorry, before there's I any domestic uh, violence or anything in the room, I'm gonna take over here. Um, I know Steve's a little frustrated not having a drink for 30 days. That's true. Um, oh, you're really upset with me right now. <laughs> that was an unnecessary interruption, but let's go. PGL. PGL, we got some news <laughs> finally. Uh, the guy that will is going to operate, I said guy because he is a guy. It could easily be a woman as well. Uh, Andy uh, Gardiner, Gardiner is, is going to be uh, CEO, and we finally got some s- s- explicit details about what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, things that I found interesting um, – They've been trying to build this for six years now, right. is what he said. Um, 
It's going to be 48 of the world's best, 18 events. Um, there's going to be 10 in the U.S., three in Europe, three in Asia, one in Australia, one in the Middle East. Um, it's going to consist of three rounds. Uh, at purses valued at 10 million bucks. Um, there's going to be a team aspect, um, and the team principal will pick uh, scores for two of the four golfers on the team. So he'll pick what scores will count that day. Um, so if someone isn't picked, then they go out and shoot a 62, their score will not count towards the team that day. It's very weird. Uh, but also at the same time, if you get picked and you go shoot a 74, you'll have to answer, and that will create, I think, a unique dynamic. Um, there's been over 60 shareholders. Um, there'll be a season-long prize of $40 million. Compare that to the FedEx Cup versus $10 million. Um, they were asked him explicitly, did he have any golfers in the mix confirmed to be part of this? He said, not yet. Um, it will not conflict with any majors. Um, the teams will wear uniforms, shorts if they would like. Um, asked if there would be a women's version of this. He said, potentially. Um, my sources tell me they're already working on that. Um, and asked if there's been any identified courses. Uh, he said, no yet, but he would like six uh, mainstay golf courses to be uh, in the rotunda. The rotunda. So. All right, so that's a lot of information, but a uh, very good one. Thank you, Scotty. Well, let's not bite the cord, Cecilia. Um, so so we got some more um, details about what this is going to be like and what it might potentially look like. Yeah, um, and it's very interesting to me. I, I, I Having just barely digested it you know, today, I, I mean, I, the team aspect – I like, yeah. but the but the actual rules behind the team aspect, I'm not a big fan of. I mean, having a team principal that <laughs> somehow is like basically dictating what other people have the chance to make. Like if someone goes out and sure. shoots a 62 and doesn't count, you're like, what the hell are you right. doing here? Like, right. so right. to me, and if I, I'm not picked, like, how do I care about it, grinding? This yeah, thing I out mean, if you let guys pros. exactly, and if you let, why would you even play? If you're not picked, I mean, right. if your score doesn't count, are why you are you playing? Play, are you going to play a Sunday scramble? Like, what are, you, what are you doing? And what are you doing on the golf course? So that part of it, I think I think they probably, and again, I'm just thinking off, I'm just throwing spaghetti at the wall, they probably should have vetted this out a little bit more before they went public with it. Because I don't, I can't see players actually agreeing to that format. So if I was a betting man, I would say that that might change. But I do like the aspect of, if this is actually a, a, you know, a high purse, smaller um, number of events that's around the world and guys can pair up with each other and, you know, that maybe they're missing some regular season PGA Tour events to play in this league. But if they pair up with each other in teams and you are you're able to watch match play like for major purses like, you know, around the world, I, I mean, that would be entertaining to me. I'd be into that. Uh, but that's about it. I mean, I don't know. What do you, th- you What do you think, Emily? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought you were looking at. Why are you looking at a text? What are uh, we talking about? It's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a tweet. Scotty's showing me a Phil Mickelson tweet. Not just anyone can pull off these bad boys, but I kind of. <laughs> oh, it's a major calf tweet there. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, leaving the PGL, Em. I just think that. It'll be all very interesting as it all unfolds. <laughs> I don't have much to say. <laughs> yeah. Other than um, Rory. Yes. Rory, this is an important aspect of it. Um, mentioned something this past weekend. It's not every every um, 
tournament that a team play. There are some individual ones, but yeah. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Dan. It's all right. You, I interrupt you. You interrupt me. Yeah. We're we're on the same page. I just want to make sure everyone knew that it's not fully team events, but for those team events, the, the rules seem a little weird. Okay. Go ahead. No, so basically Rory is um, pretty against this. Yes. And he um, made a sharp com- comment about uh, Greg Norman. Yep. And Greg Norman took offense to it. And I think it has, I mean, you, you why don't you um, divulge us in the detail, Scotty, about it if you know he a little bit did. more. No, um, to Rory's comments, Rory basically said, and again, this is the history of it when Norman tried to do right. something similar. Um, and for all of those reasons, basically, Rory talked about the legacy and trying to win on the tour and what those wins mean uh, for his career and being in the Hall of Fame. And for all of those reasons, basically, Rory said, I'm not going to take the chance. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he even explicitly dropped the word, I'm out, mm-hmm. towards the end of his comments. Um, which is interesting because it looks like Phil is very close to not only this Andy character, but some of the Saudis that are part of the stakeholders behind it. Right. And so my thought is it's it's not so much trying to get individual commitments from these guys. It's a basically set up watch for TV golf after the life of Tiger Woods, right? And what that will look like and who that will look like with, I have no idea. But I think the tour has question marks of what life after Tiger Woods looks like. I mean, just look at the ratings this week. They were awful. The XFL beat golf. So, Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's tough. You got to shake something up. I think more money will help somebody else that comes along that that, – like Tiger Woods, but it's, you know, Rory's probably as close as there's been. And – and. Nobody moves the needle in their sport as much as Tiger Woods does for golf. And so it's just, it's a tough thing to, it's a very tough thing to try to predict. It's something that the PGA Tour is going to have to take a hard look at. Yeah. Like whether it's different formats, more money, things to drive viewer engagement. I think bringing people more into the tour is going to, more into, Access in terms of miking caddies, miking players, doing things like that is going to be a big deal to to, to drive engagement. And you think so, too, Cecilia? Cecilia's fired up about that one. Uh, and they're going to have to do some different stuff. They're just going to have to. Uh, but we'll see what that is. This, it's just very interesting. I, I don't the, the team aspect. I still don't fully understand. Like it doesn't really give all the rules. Like how are they choosing four people? Agreed. Is there a and, captain? Who chooses and, the captain? Just, like, just, just to be clear here. Um, yeah. This guy Kim went on a podcast that you can go listen to. I've not listened to it. I've only have read excerpts excerpts of of this that has been released. So I don't know if he gets into all of those details to answer some of those questions. So any person that is more and wants to find out more information, please go listen to the podcast where he's asked specific questions. It's like an hour long Q and A that he does. Yeah. So for all the golf nerds out there. Yeah, including we could probably ourselves. Find out some more. Um, <laughs> probably find out some more details. On um, it. That those are just kind of what I took away. Um, I'll I'll end with this: is I think it's interesting, and I think it's something is going to happen, and I think there's going to be some type of league. How successful it is, how long lasting it is, I don't know. But I just think like there's so much money and opportunity for guys. For Phil Mickelson, who is 
come to this point in his career where he's achieved everything that he's wanted to achieve. It's not like they're not going to let him play in the majors if he does goes and does this. So there makes a lot of sense to go play these week-long events for $10 million. Like, what's not to to win for him? Yeah, I mean, it's it's as more as more details come out, then we'll see. And I think, like, if you're, like, one of these players that's – on the cusp, and again, but I think who they get is a major agreed, a major driver of this because you could have, you know, if it's Ernie Els and Phil Mickelson and some mid-level PGA Tour guys, and then I don't know Fred Couples and stuff like that. Are you really gonna go watch it? I mean, it's yes. great, great for those guys. Yes, because they're gonna they're gonna. Yes, a ton of I money. would I would watch Phil play in in this. I, I, for I ten million would. bucks, yeah. Well, I I don't blame him for doing it for that much. I don't blame anybody for going to play. But what I wa- what I watch Phil and Ernie Els and Fred Couples and yes. some mid level guys play yes. in it. I, I mean, would you rather watch that or would you rather watch JT Rory Hideki Matsuyama play in Mexico? I'll take JT Rory Hideki. Okay, in I'll take I, 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 Dustin, I, I, all the top level so talent. Basic, like I'd rather watch that. So essentially, gambling, the money doesn't matter gamb- to me. I'm not making it. Well, I'd rather see the best players gonna, in the world. Have you thought about if there's going to be that much money at stake, there's going to be even more money at stake for the gambling degenerates. So, like, if you have a $10 million purse, just that there's just more. I don't know. I think it's it's another opportunity. People gamble whatever they want to gamble. Whatever it is. Just a question. No, I listen, it's another opportunity for gamble. I mean, there's people that are gambling. Again, I hate to keep picking on this. There's a lot of people making money and gambling on the XFL right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the generates are going to bet on anything. Of course. They bet on, you know, how many days Steve goes on this sobriety thing. Uh, you guys can bet on what time <laughs> my food's going to show up tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many days I'm, I last on, you know. But that was – so that was the interesting. So we'll continue to monitor that and watch that and, and inform you guys as it comes out. Um, but another kind of big week on the PGA Tour that just doesn't seem as big is moving to Honda this week. Yeah, uh, moving to Honda this week. Few big players out. JT's out. Rory's out. JT usually always plays in this. Hasn't missed it Former yet. Former winner. But he, JT had played at Riv and at um, and at uh, at the WGC Mexico. I think he even. Yeah. So he's played a couple in a row. I didn't see him playing four in a row. So again, I mentioned at the top of the podcast that I don't like the positioning of this WGC because it's right in between some of the best the golf California courses. California and Florida swings. It's right sure. in between the California and Florida swings. And it's, it's right in between where a lot of guys want to play because they, they live right there in the, in the South Florida, Jupiter, Palm beach area. A lot of, more tour players live in that area than anywhere else. So everybody wants to play the, the Honda and the API, but you stick the WGC right there, right coming right off of Riviera, which is like what a lot of people consider the best golf course on tour of the regular season events. And so it's just a hard thing for the players to navigate through like Pebble and Riviera and then the Florida swing. And you go right into the players that's at the end of March as well. So just squeeze it in there almost seems like a little, I don't know. It's just someone's going to have to choose a really good golf tournament to leave off. This is a great golf course, um, uh, PGA National. I mean, yep. it's it's. I mean, one of the best golf courses in Florida. It's so. I mean, to to have to leave this one off is tough. I don't like the scheduling on it because I think w- I'd rather see more people here. But we do still have some big names. Brooks will be there. Your boys playing. Uh, Ricky will be there. We played well Fleetwood here. Fleetwood playing. Justin Rose is playing. Justin Rose. 
Uh, is DJ playing? He, uh, don't know. He's uh, he's there. So the field will still be good. Um, but, you know, we've come off of a lot of big golf tournaments, it seems like. It re- a lot of people get pumped for Riv. A lot of people love watching Pebble. And then a lot of people are watching it. Well, according to the ratings, not a lot of people watch the WGC, which is another reason I don't like it in the spot. It doesn't it, it doesn't doesn't do it for me. But you've got a lot of big golf tournaments that we've played. And so I'd rather see it somewhere else. I'm still looking forward to seeing it. I haven't still looking forward to see a boy Ricky play. And uh, Brooks plays well here a lot as well. I expect to see those two near the top. I expect Rose to compete and Fleetwood to compete. I think we could still see a pretty good leaderboard For sure. down the stretch. Yeah, I, I don't know if you remember this, Steve, um, but I remember last year we actually watched the end of this tournament and watched Kevin Mitchell hit a big putt while we were at playing golf at Braemar. That's right, in yeah. In the car, or in the cart. Otherwise, there, he would have been in a playoff with Brooks and Ricky. Correct. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of fun. This holds some special relevance because I remember that tournament. Um, but it just feels like now everyone starts to Augusta prep. Right. specifically yep. for, as Tiger said on a call today, and how they navigate the next couple tournaments all kind of really depends on that prep. So you got, you know, Honda, you got the API, you have the players, you have the match play, Valspar, Valero, and then you go into Masters Week. So I don't fault any of these guys of when they choose to play, where they choose to play. I couldn't make the schedule myself. I still would love to one day sit down and we make our own schedule. Yeah, we um, should do that. Which would be fun to see. Um, I, as you said, it is a home game for a lot of them. Um, but yeah, the field's still good, and they're still you know one of the last qualifying stops for guys that aren't in uh, the Masters to improve their world ranking points and improve their wins to try to get in the field for the Masters. I know that's why a lot of people are picking Victor Hovland to have a really good week, who just won last week. He's mm-hmm. still not in the Masters, um, so. He needs to have a couple more good really? weeks. Really? So the PGA, the Puerto Rico win doesn't get does in not get in because yeah. it's an off field event. What uh, I guess yeah, I, how qualifying happens, I could never explain to you, but I know he's not in yet. So okay, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, you're right. Masters prep is a big part of this. It gets us. We're only a few weeks away from the players, which is crazy. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, a lot of people choosing. Choosing uh, Justin Rose, Tommy Fleetwood to play well, Hovland to play well. Um, so I expect I expect a decent leaderboard here. Um, anyways, that segues us to Hovland. Yes. We didn't talk about Puerto Rico, so yeah. we mentioned that. Hovland, Victor Hovland, the Norwegian, part of this power three, uh, Matt Wolf, okay, Hovland. Okay, you're throwing Hovland in there too. Hovland okay. and Morikawa, absolutely. Okay. Uh, all great uh players out of the same class uh, of last year from college and they all have wins on tour which is crazy yeah um so i think hovland could end up i think hovland not only am i throwing hovland in there scotty i think hovland at the end of the day could end up being the better golfer out of all three of them i mean he he had wow just as good of a college record um he's very sound in his game played better than um uh I don't know if Maury Cower got to play in the U.S. Open, but Hovland uh, played in the U.S. Open and finished very well uh, this past year at Pebble as an amateur. Um, so he won low am there. I think he's got a really good game. He's a fun guy to kind of watch. I like him. He's just a likable guy. He's always got a smile on his face. Uh, so it was uh, good to see him 
get one in the winners. Uh, get one in the check off. I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say. You, get into the winners circle. Win. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think everyone got. I was happy to say win. I'm just. I just can't speak right to, now. Fumble well, over my goddamn words. That's Excuse no me. alcohol, man. Yeah, probably it starts to catch up with you quickly. <laughs> Um, Start slurring my words when yeah. I don't drink. Um, so, so I'm with you. I, I don't know if he's in the Morikawa, uh, Matt Wolf uh, league. I just haven't seen enough yet. Um, obviously, he was with Wolf at Oklahoma State, so they have, uh-huh. they have a great kinship there. Um, but I will say this: he is someone who is going to have a bright future in this game, and someone who you're looking at going to be on, you know, leaderboards for the next. 15, 20 years uh, if he does everything correctly. So good to see him move into that winner circle. Absolutely. Um, he is likable. He just doesn't do anything wrong. Kind of has a different, unique swing. How He's he got takes a it. bounce. I mean, he yeah. got a little bounce. And him and those Oklahoma State guys, they're just <laughs> swinging all over the place. They're doing so. something right. Make it work. Shout though. out to Matty Wolf, who I, I did see at Riviera uh, two weeks ago and got a big hug from. And uh, it was good to see him. It's the first time I saw him in person since he's had so much success. So it, it was really good, good to see him. Yeah. Good times. Uh, so Tiger's got his Augusta menu coming out. So already. this morning, Tiger on the call said exactly what he's going to do for the menu. Um, okay, let's spill it. Spill he's going to throw it back to 2006. Um, he's going to go with chicken and steak fajitas, uh, mm-hmm. sushi and sashimi, and then mentioned he was debating whether he was going to go all the way back to 1998 when he did uh, cheeseburgers and fries and pick uh, milkshakes for dessert. He was debating whether he's going to do for dessert. Okay, I like that. Uh, I, first of all, I'm starving right now, and I think my food's getting here soon. So steak and chicken fajitas sound delicious. <laughs> so does a milkshake. But uh, the, I, I mean, I don't know about an entree with steak and chicken fajitas. I'd almost do that as like, you know, an appetizer. Okay. And then just let's go in with like, you know, a nice New York strip or something. Okay. Like so that. It, so it, what what's on Steve's master's menu? Ooh. All right. So I would. Um, so I do. So I really do like steak. Okay. As a as a very, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna venture away from that. Okay. If my 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 menu would be, because I like I like to do something a little bit more probably homey, a little more comfort food esque. Sure. So one of my favorite Italian dishes, very very traditional. Chicken parm. Okay. Chicken I'd probably parm. I'd probably go uh, chicken parm. Maybe you could throw in some fish for the if if anybody's a vegetarian now. But you're in the master's dinner, so I mean, what the hell? Um, and I'd probably just go straight up angel hair pasta, chicken parm, a little pomodoro marinara sauce. Okay. Over that, and that would probably be it. I, I the you don't really need sides. It's very simple that way. But Fair. I'd probably throw in some. I'd probably throw in some mixed greens. Um, and to start off, uh, I did this back way. That'd be my entree. I'd start off, I'd maybe go a little caprese salad. Very okay. refreshing. A little mozzarella, tomato, balsamic vinaigrette drizzled over that, some basil. And then uh, dessert-wise, I got to go. I'm sticking with the Italian theme there, and I'm just going to go uh, tiramisu. So that's okay. that would be that would be my Very traditional dinner. Italian. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Um, so I've thought about, about it you? too. No, I would go to. I'm. I, I'm a love of steak too, but uh, I would want to do something that kind of represents me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would go. I would go baby back ribs. 
Collard greens. Okay. Mac and cheese. Um, and a papaya salad to start. So we get a little, you know, Midwest. We get a little Southern dish. Um, and then, you know, just it's big and hearty. Um, for those of you that know that I don't like dessert, so I wouldn't choose a dessert, but I would choose a really nice port that we all can share after. Um, Ooh, I like so, that. So, the yeah. drinking the dessert. Exactly. All right. Well, that's great. I like that. So we'll we'll have to get Emily's master's dish next time. She's she's left to attend to baby but, Cecilia. But that that that's it. And um, you know we would love to hear from you guys. So if you guys have thought about what you would put on your menu, um, email us, hit us up on IG, um, and we'll even maybe send the best one a koozie. That's right. The best one we like the most interesting and most unique. Yeah, give us the best meal. We'll send you a koozie. <laughs> few people have got them. Few and far between. But thanks for listening as always. I think that's all we got. I think so. Well, that'll about wrap it up. You got plans this uh, this week, this weekend? I Scott? don't. I'm going to play some golf on Thursday. I'm going to go out to uh, Industry okay. Hills. So. Oh, okay. I like it. Uh, I've been trying to get I left a sweatshirt out there. At some you leave place. things everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> the worst. <laughs> the worst. Uh, anyway, so i got to head out there at some point. All right, we got to go there. you got to go get some food. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Hit us up with your master's menu. And, again, we'll highlight the best one and send you a koozie. All right, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Waggle and Whiff Pod and on, Instagram, and on Twitter at Waggle and Whiff. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Even if you've been listening for a while, maybe you forgot to do it, tell your friends to do it. Tell uh, someone golf new to season do it. Is, is here, baby. The spring is starting. The Masters commercials are rolling. We are off and running. Do it for Cecilia. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.